Hi everyone, it's Leela here with another Bible study here on One Love Live at Love Walk. I pray you are well. Um, I pray that God is blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God, to study so that we can um, learn practically how to live a more overcoming life and also so that we can, you know, understand our purpose a little bit better. And this uh, Bible study today, um, it's not really that long, but I think it's really important for us as we move forward forward you know we've been having conversations about the heart well we're going to be moving a little bit away from that and we're going to talk practically about some everyday things um, that can help us in our walk so i want to encourage you to grab your bible um, and we are going to get started i'm going to read the anchor text to you so our anchor text is going to be exodus chapter 19 and we're going to read verses 20 to 28 so it's exodus chapter 19 we're going to read verses 20 to 28 um and so i'll get started and the lord came down upon sinai on the top of the mount and the lord called moses up to the top of the mountain and moses went up and the lord said unto moses go down charge the people lest they break through unto the lord to gaze and many of them perish and let the priests also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou charged us, saying, Set bounds about the mountain, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up thou and Aaron with thee, but let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake to them. Um, so that's actually ver to verse 25. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, this scripture, um, you know, we know about Moses in the wilderness with the children of Israel. It was a struggle the whole way. The man was leading this new nation, you know, out of Egypt. And so now that the uh, external danger has been extinguished, now they're having all these sort of internal issues with power and with, um, you know, struggles for, you know, control and different things going on. So Moses is trying to create some level, and God, of course, is trying to create some level of structure, a new structure for them. And this is always a, um, an uncomfortable process when things are changing, when new things are happening, new structures, new ways of being are happening. So we're seeing that here in Exodus. So sometimes in your life, you're going to go through periods where you're moving into new areas where there has to be a new structure, a new place. And it's usually during those times, it's really a good idea to draw very close to God so that you can see how he wants you to structure according to his will because remember you know it says in all your ways acknowledge him and that's what you want to do in your life and so we're going to look at this scripture because I think it offers us some very interesting clues about how we can structure our life and understand how God is interfacing us with us I want to note here that in this particular text we are talking about God warning Moses to stop the children of Israel so that they do not approach the mountain because he would break out against them. So he's specifically telling Moses, quickly go down, stop them from getting to the mountain, okay? God was urgent because 
he would break out against them. It doesn't, he doesn't say some fire or something will happen to you. He says, I will break out against them. So he's literally sending Moses to save them from him. I want you to let that sink in. You know, when you're thinking about your life, how to structure it, who to put in your life, what things to do, how to move, think about the fact that God needs you to structure it so that it so that you get the maximum benefit from him. God literally will help you do this. And you might ask, you know, as kind of Moses hinted, he kind of hinted like, well, you know, you told them not to do it. And, and so I'm, I'm thinking you're not going to do this to them. He kind of said that um, in this verse, um, but he kind of hinted at it. But you might ask, which I'm sure Moses was thinking, and I know I have thought, why didn't God just not break out against them? Just say, you know, run down there and tell them not to do that. Um, but God is literally telling Moses, save these people from my power. That's literally what he's saying. And so that means he's not going to stop himself from breaking out against them. And it's because God is a kind of law. I want you to think about that. Who God is and what he is, what he stands for, what he says is a law in of itself. His word is a law. It's kind of like the law of gravity. He is also truth. The Bible says that he's truth as well. So if God is truth, that means whatever he says, whatever he does, that is the final step. You know what I mean? That is the final area. And so if we understand this, then we understand that his words, the things that he says become law when he speaks them. So it's impossible for God to lie according to the Bible. You can read that in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. And so if we know that it's impossible for God to lie, then that means whatever he's told you, whatever he says will come to pass, it will surely come to pass, even if it tarries, even if it takes some time. Because he is the word. And it says that in John chapter 1, verse 1. So it's important if we can put all these pieces together. You know, I like to tell you guys that the word of God articulates. It locks together. If you're careful to study it, you'll see how things, people who say, oh, the Bible makes no sense. That clearly tells me that they don't actually study it. They just read it. And there's a difference between studying the Bible and actually reading it. And so the Bible articulates in many ways. And this is one of them. In St. John, verse 1, uh, chapter 1, he literally says that he is the Word. And now we're going to read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, because I think it will give us a little bit more clarity. It says, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. And then, of course, as I mentioned in St. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with, I'm sorry, it says, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God is actually His Word as well. I want you to really think about that. He is his word. And so if he is his word, if he ever uttered anything that was untrue, he would cease to exist. And so if we understand this, we know that when God says something, he has to back it up. And, you know, it's in this day and age, we have so many people... <laughs> 
you know, telling the truth, being honest and forthright, it just becomes a mystery these days. You know, people say one thing and do another, but God is truly, he can't be a man of his word, but he is a man of his word. And God really values that in people, that you stand on integrity because he stands on integrity. Integrity means integer. There's that word integer, one, this oneness, that you are not divided. You know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it, and you stand on that. And you don't present another picture to, you know, the world or to whoever it is that you're you're working with. So when he said, don't approach or look at me or you will die, he isn't lying. And he can't change that fact because he has already pronounced it. This is what we have to understand about God. This is why he had to die for us. He had to fulfill the requirement because he couldn't go back on his word. If you really think about it, the whole story of the gospel, the passion of the Christ, this was all created because it had to follow along with what he had said. He couldn't go back on his law and just go, okay, you know what, Adam and Eve, you know, I really didn't like for you to do that, but, you know, come on back in, you know, let's just hug it out. (laughs) You know, he couldn't do that because he would be going back on his word. And if he ever did that, he would cease to be. So when God warned people, he warned them of consequences because they're set. Notice that he says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. He's telling you, don't deceive yourself. Be honest about it. I'm going to tell you the truth, and it's up to you to actually believe that. So be not deceived. God is not mocked. Galatians 6 and 7, it says, For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. He says that for our good. You know, a lot of times we look at people, they've been, you know, doing horrendous things for years and years and years, hurting people, lying, stealing, doing whatever it is, you know, cheating on their spouse, you know, beating their kids, um, stealing from work, whatever you can think of it. And we think, wow, those people are getting away. They're getting away scot-free. The Bible is telling you plainly, don't be deceived. You know, that that's not going to happen. And my word is true. My word is true. You know, and that's really what's important to understand that it is impossible for God to lie. So he says, don't be fooled. He's going to find a way to equalize it. God said he uses that. He uses people in the earth to equalize it. He uses, you know, circumstances to equalize it. He will find a way to do it. He will find a way to do it because that is what God does. And when it's time for God to move or go forth, a lot of people are shocked. Oh, wow, I I can't believe. Well, it's because God cannot lie. He has to come through and he will come through. So that's also a comfort to us as we're building, you know, our lives, we're going forward in this world with things changing and happening. It's important to stand on God's word, stand on what he is saying to do. So he urgently tells Moses to go down and warn the coalition of priests and people to get back from the mountain. And I want to remind you of the story of Uzzah. This is in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 8. And you can also find it in 1 Chronicles. That's chapter 13, and it starts at verse 11. And if you can remember the story of Uzzah, it's when Samuel, I'm sorry, David, decides he's going to bring the Ark of the Covenant into the city of David. And on his way of going up, the Ark actually falls out of a cart that they're pushing. 
and there's a man there called Uzza who's helping to push this cart and he tries to grab the um, ark and save it from hitting and falling on the ground. And so um, this, what actually happens is when he touches the ark, he dies. And this greatly displeases David because he's like, Lord, we're trying to do something good for you. And this one of our your servants uh, has died because he was trying to write the ark and write this uh, cart. And so he's very angry. And so there's a whole story that follows it. But I want you to understand something about that ex- experience or that, you know, scenario. If there's, if God doesn't want you to touch the ark, don't touch it, <laughs> okay? And that's literally what God is saying. That's why he was telling Moses, run down and tell the people not to come near to the mountain. Don't touch the mountain because there are some things God has set forth in time and in space that have to happen. And so we often go against him when we try to write the ark, when we try to grab it, when we try to reach out and touch the mountain. God is telling us there are some things I have set in place and it just has to happen. And if it was meant for the ark to fall out of that cart, then they had to just let the ark fall out of that cart. And it seems like a harsh thing, but as you begin to learn to trust God, you understand that nothing gets beyond him. If the holy ark falls out of the cart, it's not that he didn't see that that was going to happen. Because even when Uzzah tried to steady the ark by grabbing it and he died, surely the um, ark still fell and hit the ground. So it's really important to understand that God has set certain things in motion. He's made pronouncements because he is God and we cannot go against them. And so it's really important for us to understand that God is going to move in history and time in our lives and with our family no matter what. And that is why it's important for you to be wise and to structure your life around what God wants. God has to maintain the truth and the reality of the holiness of the ark, of the mountain, of his word. So God told man not to touch it. And God tells us many things for our good. So we can be mad at him or we can heed his warnings. God's word is truth and it will prevail whether we like it or not. God only seeks to protect us from the consequences of our own actions. So in terms of this entire study, I want you to start thinking about how you're structuring your life. I want you to start thinking about how God can move and do great things in your life, regardless of, you know, the circumstances and that his word does not change. He is a good God and he is a God of his word and he wants us to be like him. He wants us to stand on that word, stand on doing what is right, stand on understanding that if God said it, it will surely come to pass. And so um, I just want to encourage you to do just that and be encouraged and keep believing. And if you would like to support uh, this um, Bible study, I really hope that you will go ahead and click the uh, user or um, listener support here at Anchor FN, um, or what you can do is support me at PayPal. It's paypal.com, and um, actually it's paypal.me. Sorry about that. Forward slash Leela Winston. My whole name spelled out. And you can also support me at Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash L Winston. And I would be happy to hear from you. You can leave a message right here at patreon.com at lovewalk. It's lovewalk, all one word together. 
um, and you can actually leave a message for me and um, we can have conversations. So guys, God bless. Bye.